Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of Pick and Pick Skin Winners here on Aaron Torres Media. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts today at Loafing It Over on Twitter. Had a good week last week picking against the spreads each and every game, like we do here each and every week on Pick and Pick Skin Winners. I went one and I went five and one, or or five or two, or, or maybe even uh, four and two. It depends on what you listen to, because I listened back to the podcast and I went, wait a minute. I, I wasn't supposed to pick the Eagles. I was picking Tampa Bay. I wrote down Tampa Bay, and then I ended up agreeing with Pee Wee when he took the. Yeah, I, I went. Oh man, I did it on air. So I don't know. I was either five and one or I was four and two. I don't know. And, and and honestly, the Raiders had a shot there at the end of the game. I felt like I had the. I was on the wrong side of the pick when it came to a Vegas spread, but I think I was on the right side of the pick when I looked at that game and analysis on that game. So we'll see how I do again this week. Playoffs are always fun. I think this week is really, really hard to choose, though. It's it's a tough week to choose. That's why I brought in somebody to talk a little bit more about our our daily fantasy strategy over on DraftKings, along with the point spreads that we are talking about here on daily on, on DraftKings Sportsbook, who sponsors the show. I brought in somebody who has a sister podcast here on Aaron Torres Media. He, he is J.B. Barry at Fantasy Coach J.B. on Twitter. He has the DFS Flash podcast that is doing very, very well. 17 minutes, I think, this week, J.B., of, of some huge DFS action going on. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm loving the DFS Flash. It's been, you know, a little baby of mine this year. It's been cranking out good results. So I'm happy that it's been helping people win. I'm getting DMs and, and comments from people that they're yeah. using the players and they're winning. So that's what makes me happy, Wes. And you know what else makes me happy? Hmm. Doing a show with you again, man. I mean, the Fantasy Magnets reunited on the Pick and Pick Skins winner pod show. Man, I'm, I'm just pumped to be here with you again, bro. Uh, JB and I used to have a, another show, the Fantasy Magazine, and we had a lot of fun doing it. We got a United last year, and both of us got our feet wet, I guess, in the fantasy community a little bit, doing podcasts and stuff like that, and we had a lot of fun. And last year, JB, around playoff time, was some of the best podcasts, I think, that could have been out there on Twitterverse or on YouTube or anything. We were bringing in people from all over the place, uh, talking about their teams. Those were some epic, epic shows. Yeah, they really were. We had some great guests, and it was just some some great conversation around all the playoff games, and it, it was definitely my favorite shows. Well, that's why I wanted to bring you in here, too, because I know you keep your eye on not only DFS stuff, but also the whole entire league. Plus, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still playing in this little old playoff contest that the NFL is having right now, and so I know you're going to be passionate about those Buccaneers. Of course, and of course we're still playing, and the fact that Pierre picked Philly to cover against us last week, and you agreed with him? What's wrong with you guys? That that was a slip. I, you know, I was agreeing with Pierre. And I listen, I I, I, <laughs> I have Jalen Hurts a little bit of heart in my – a little bit of heart for Jalen Hurts. But I, I – honestly, I wrote it down on my piece of paper that Tampa Bay was going to crush them. That's what I – and then he said, yeah, but I, I think Tampa will win, but I think that Philadelphia will cover the spread. And I said, yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. And I went, I don't know that I ever made a pick. So I I don't know. I got caught. But look, last, last week was a fun week of football. I think this week is going to be a fantastic week of football. And what I do each week, JB, and I know you, you listen to the podcast and everything. Of course, we have this great offer from Aaron Torres and from – from DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can first-time users can make a five-dollar money line bet on any team, 
pro uh, any pro team, and if that team wins, you win an automatic two hundred dollars in bets via our partners over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So I, I'm always looking for that one team, that one money line that people can lay that do- that five dollars down to get that two hundred bucks. So that's what I'm going to try to do this week with your help. I don't know if we could do it though because these. Four games are very, very tight. So that's why we want to talk about DraftKings DFS stuff as well. So let's head over to the Cincinnati-Tennessee game real quick, JB. The point total started out at 46.5. It's dropped down to 47 or gone up to 47.5. Tennessee was favored by 2.5. Now, with the addition of Derrick Henry, it's gone up to 3.5 point favorites for those Tennessee Titans, JB. I don't know what your thoughts about are, are on this game. I know Cincinnati is on the up-and-coming team. You know, they're, they're one of those up-and-coming teams. Tennessee is there. I don't know how they got the number one spot. When I sit there and I look at their season, I'm going, wait a minute. They lost against teams they should have beat. They beat teams they should have lost against. I don't know how they ended up here in this spot, but here they are. And I'm looking at this 3.5 point spread, scratching my head, because I'm not sure how many points Tennessee is going to actually score in this game. Yeah, and it's crazy that they are the one seed when you think about what they went through this year. I mean, you mentioned Derrick Henry coming back. He's been gone since, what, week eight? You had injuries with A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, you know, Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Tannehill. And it's not even like, okay, you know, these teams that have injuries to their offense, but they get this great defense that just carries them to wins. Their defense is good. But it's not like, uh, oh, my God, this defense is a championship caliber defense. Like, it's crazy to think how they got that one seed. But here they are coming off the bye week against the red hot Cincinnati teams. I think this is going to be a good game. All right. Let's look at this. uh, Dive dive a little bit deeper here into the DFS aspect of things. And I want to see who you like better in this contest between the quarterbacks. All right. The quarterbacks here are Joe Burrow and Ryan Tannehill, of course. And Joe Burrow, I think, has got all the talent in the world. Ryan Tannehill does it not only on the talent that he has, but also on guts and and what? Huspa. Is that what it's called? Huspa. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he he has that kind of dual threat ability. He He can make things happen with his legs. But, I mean, if you're comparing the two, it's really no comparison for me. It's Joe Burrow by far. Um, and there's not even that big of a price discrepancy over on DraftKings. Burrow's 6,600. Tannehill's 5,800. So I did use Tannehill as my dart throw option on the DFS flash this week, but Burrow's my pay down option. Tennessee has the 25th ranked pass defense, and they're second against the run. So they're going to have to pass. Cincinnati's going to have to pass. And obviously we know Burrow has all those weapons there. So I I think he's going to throw for multiple touchdowns. I think he's going to have a big week. Roster-ship-wise, Joe Burrow's at 20%, and Ryan Tannehill right now is coming in around 7%. So a little contrarian play for that Ryan Tannehill, and he's going to match it up with a couple of good options, I believe, at wide receiver, JB. When you're talking about A.J. Brown and now Julio Jones, who is really, really priced dirt cheap, $4,700 for a Julio Jones, who in Week 18, I think he got a bunch of targets, had a lot of air yards, so I could almost see Julio coming close back to those old projections that he used to have. Yeah, I like the price on Julio. I mean, when you think about it, A.J. Brown at 6,200 isn't terrible either. Cincinnati's got the 27th ranked pass defense, but he could see a shadow coverage. So yeah. if they shadow him with a Wouzier, it leaves a sneaky good matchup for Julio against Eli Apple on the other side, especially at only 4,700. Ooh, I always get a little wooziate myself whenever shadows are following me around, J.P. <laughs> hey, uh, over on Cincinnati, I got three of them. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. To me, T. Higgins is not even an option for me anymore. He's really disappointed me the last three or four weeks. Jamar Chase, oh, he, he took it to another level last week. I saw these two guys throwing the ball, uh, Burrow and, and, and Chase, and it reminded me of Rodgers to Adams. Back in the day with, with uh, well, even they do it now, but I mean, whenever they first kind of started going there in Green Bay, and I went, wow. And the next thing I know, Jameer Chase is getting handoffs as well, looking like Debo Samuel. They're going to involve this guy. I don't know that Tennessee necessarily has an answer for him. And then when I look at Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd is juicy at 4,800 too. This looks like a great game for me, JB, to stack him up and run him back with. It is. It definitely is. And especially if you're going to use Burrow at quarterback, you have plenty of options to use in the receiving game. Now, I'm going to sell you on T. Higgins here because Jamar Chase, yes, he's the guy that has the rapport with Burrow. He's also the guy that's 7,100 over on DraftKings. (laughs) Higgins is 5,700. Boyd's 4,800. Tennessee has mediocre outside corners, but they have pretty good safeties. 
So they could go bracket coverage on Chase, and that would give me a good value on Higgins and even Boyd. Think about this, right? If they double coverage Chase, Higgins gets one-on-ones with either Jackrabbit Jenkins or Fulton, and that's a good matchup for him. He has an over 65% contested catch rate, and he has a size advantage over both of those corners. Now, I understand your hesitation. He really has been boom or bust. Looking back at his last four games, he scored less than 10 fantasy points in three of them. But in that other game, he had 12 receptions for 194 yards and two touchdowns, and he put up over 46 fantasy points. So Higgins' ceiling is incredible. So -hmm. if you're playing in a tournament format, I would almost stack Burrow with Higgins and Boyd at cheap prices. Boyd's matchup against Elijah Molden's a nice one. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I would almost look at that as a contrarian tournament play and hope that they double cover Chase. Ooh, that would be nice because you're right. uh, uh, Chase right now is coming in at like 21% roster ship. And we have T Higgins at, at 13%. And we got Tyler Boyd down here at 8%. So that would be really differentiating your lineup for all, cause there's going to be a lot of people that put Burrow in there at their, at their spot uh, for being their quarterback. So that's right. That could be, that could go right there. And now, what about if I want to go with Azuma though? What do you think about Azuma? I always look at Azuma and I'm like, okay, he had a great game last week. That means this week, not so good of a game. Plus I think that Tennessee is really good at defending the tight end uh, throughout the year. They were 28th, I think, in the NFL or something like that. Yeah, they are good at defending the tight end. I'm going to be fading Uzoma this week. I'm also going to be fading Mixon because, like I said, Tennessee has a good run defense. But a sneaky dart throw at tight end is going to be Anthony Ferkser on the other side of things. He's only 3,100 on DraftKings. Over Tennessee's last two games, he's seen seven targets, and he caught all seven of them, and he scored a touchdown in each of those two games. Cincinnati's defense is 27th ranked, like I said, and they rank 26th in the league against the tight end. So at only 3,100, Berkshire could be a really sneaky little dart throw. It is. And, you know, we haven't talked a lot about Derrick Henry yet, except for my probably tooting a horn somewhere along the way on a, on a Derrick Henry train. But I, I could see down there at the goal line, too, where they fake the handoff to Henry and then they look for that tight end. You know, to, uh, down there at the goal line, they love to do that. The problem is they like to do it with Swain more so than they like to do it with Ferkser down there in the end zone, it seems like. I don't know. You know, if I had to, I could probably – I want to pick Ferkser instead. I, I agree with you. I think that this is a great play. I, I love the play of the tight end in Tennessee right now. And and I'm not scared to put a little bit of Swain action in there instead of Ferkser too myself. That's just me. Yeah, my thing with Swaim is that it seems like they've been kind of shifting that over to Ferkser lately. I mean, even last game, uh, Swaim only got one target. He caught one pass for two yards on that one target. And even the game before that, three targets, three targets, two targets. So it's not like, look, either neither tight end is going to be heavily involved. But it looks to me with the two touchdowns in the last two games that it's Ferkser that they've been looking to in the red zone lately. I I agree with you, and I I see that I see that action. Vrabel's one of those guys, though, man, that likes to come in and and outthink the room. I can respect that. I can respect that a little bit. But I agree with you. Ferkser is probably the right play there. But if I'm like caught down at the bottom of my dollars and I'm going, oh, I gotta still put in a tie in. I don't know who to put in there. I I might take a little swing on Swaim if I if I had to choose that. All right. Uh, last thing here. You already said you're fading Mixon. I'm with you on that, buddy. I am not. I'm not putting Mixon in one lineup. I don't think. Uh, but what about Derrick Henry? What are your thoughts on Derrick Henry? They have what they, you said, you told me beforehand that they've cleared him to play now. Yeah, they activated him from the IR, so it does look like he's going to go. Um, and I think, look, if he plays, he's going to get a decent workload. They're not going to put him in there as a decoy. So it, it is kind of risky. The guy hasn't played since week eight, and he's seventy five hundred over at DraftKings. He's mm-hmm. he's pretty expensive. It's not even like you're getting a discount on him. He's the most expensive running back on the slate. So. If you're in like a playoff format contest, I'd say, yeah, go ahead and use them. But in DFS, I don't know, man. I feel like there's better options that are less risky at a lower salary. I can agree with you. I'm going to have to put him in there, though. You know, I'm going to have to put Derrick Henry in the lineup for two or ten. You know, I'm going to have to do it. I just get so excited whenever I see him run the ball. Hey, all right. So here I'll pick a pick skin winners. We pick every game against the spread, whether we like to or not. And our our partners over at DraftKings Sportsbook have Tennessee favored by three and a half. This point total is 47 and a half. JB, I can't do it. I can't go against. Uh, I say I can't do it. And I, I've got all the I looked at all the different things, the different trends and everything. JB, 
I think that Tennessee's secondary is very vulnerable, and I believe that I think Cincinnati's going to win this game. I've said it out loud. I can't believe I say it. You hear the disappointment in my voice, and so I'm going <laughs> against my heart, and that's really hard to do. But I think Cincinnati just has too much firepower with those very three talented wide receivers. Yeah, and Tennessee's going to have to find their groove again, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're going to come in with Derrick Henry now, it's a different game than what they've been playing. It's a different, you know, now is there going to be pressure to get Henry the ball versus what they've been doing since week eight? So I think there's going to be a little bit of confusion there. So getting that extra point now, getting Cincinnati plus three and a half over that three point mark, yep. Yep. I think that's a great play getting that extra three and a half there. I mean, like you said, Cincinnati could absolutely win this game. I'm going to take them plus the three and a half. And later in the show, I'm going to give you a teaser that I like for this week. So Cincinnati is oh. definitely going to be a part of that. Oh, now, now look, I could see Tennessee winning this game at the end with a field goal. I, I feel really uncomfortable in this pick completely. I don't know if I feel comfortable in any of these picks, to be honest with you. It's so close. These games are so close whenever you look at them. But I, I do think Cincinnati is going to be able to stay within that three and a half. And Brable may just end up winning that game, though, all on his own. Do you think Brable has a Tennessee jersey that he could just put on and get out there and start doing things out there on the field? I think he could. I think he could. I was going to say, unless he can go out there and cover one of these wide receivers, I don't know that he's going to be able to do much. <laughs> we go over to Saturday night game. And Jay- be I, I it's cold in green bay and what are they doing putting this game at 7 15 when it's even colder than it is during the day san francisco is going out there it's gonna be like negative four degrees i i don't like this game at all from the standpoint and if i were saying to any of the listeners out there on pick and pick skin winners if you're gonna put five dollars down on one of these games and jb you correct me if i'm wrong it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I think this is the game to do it because Green Bay has got the best shot at winning this game uh, just straight out right than any of the other people. But I'm going to guys, I'm just telling you, I, I would hold on to that money line. I would wait and to see if uh, something else opens up. I would just wait, wait, wait on that. It's just me looking out for you. Don't tell Aaron Torres that I said that, though, please. Don't, t- don't tell Aaron that I said that. This game total started out at 47 and a half. It's gone down to 47. Green Bay was favored by four and a half. And now Green Bay is favored by five and a half. J.B., I'm just going to pick Green Bay in this one before we even start to in the DFS stuff. Yeah, and I agree with you on that. And I do think that this would be the one that you could use your promo on. Um, you know, I think Green Bay is the best bet on this weekend to win the game outright as a money line pick. Um, they are undefeated at home. Like you said, it's going to be really cold there. And I think the reason they made this the night game was because you have a West Coast team coming in. So you want to let their fans be able to watch the game, you know, comfortably. So it's not going to be comfortable for those players. So I think that Green Bay with Rodgers and Adams on a mission, that's going to be the play. And and like you said, that promo from DraftKings, it's actually up to $280 now. One $5 money line bet. And if it hits, you win $280 of free cash thanks to DraftKings. So this would be the one I use. Yeah, it's probably because it's harder here in the playoffs to be able to do that. All you got to do is click that link in the podcast show description and sign up for a new account with DraftKings Sportsbook and make your very first deposit. Make a $5 bet on any team on their money line, and if your team wins that game, you get an automatic $280. Thanks to our friends over at DraftKings, and thanks to Aaron Torres for bringing that. It's the best offer going in sports betting now, so act promptly. All right, JP, when we look at this from a DFS standpoint and we just work our way down here, 
I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo at all. He's the cheapest option out there on DraftKings as far as a starting quarterback goes. But I could almost see these guys going in a hole, 21 to nothing. He's got the banged up shoulder. He's got the messed up finger. And then all of a sudden they just bring in Trey Lance to see if they can get some spark going or something like that. Uh, Do you think the same way about Jimmy? Yeah, I'm not touching Jimmy. I mean, Ryan Tannehill's the lowest I would go at 5,800. Jimmy at 5,200 is just trying to entice people to play him. So, uh, I mean, anybody in my contest, please go ahead, play him. But (laughs) I'm not touching him. (laughs) What do you think about our buddy over there, Aaron Rodgers? You know, he's not my buddy. He's a Chicago Bear killer is what he is. But uh, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Because he really doesn't have that high of a roster ship. He's got 13, which is out of those big four. Josh Allen's at 25. Joe Burrow's at 20. Mahomes is at 15. And then comes in Aaron Rodgers at 13% ownership. Uh, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers this game at 7,100? I mean, he's always a good play. He, he's been, you know, thinking back, looking back to week 11, Mm-hmm. He has over 1,900 yards, 20 touchdowns, and no interceptions in his last seven games. So he's on a mission. I mean, this guy, even with his toe vid or whatever you want to call that toe issue, <laughs> he, he's been doing it, man. He's been going out there week in and week out. He's making a push to be the MVP this year, and he's trying to go out with a bang with a Super Bowl. So, I mean, I, I have no problem using him at 7,100. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. I don't know which one's going to do what. Aaron Jones is coming off. He's able to play. The first time he's been practicing in a long, long time, it feels like, as far as we know. You know, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes whenever they have a bye week. But A.J. Dillon seems to be built for this kind of weather. And if they end up getting ahead in this game, that 5,100, that 5,100, J.B., looks a little bit appealing for A.J. Dillon. Yeah, it does. And it's what scares me away from Aaron Jones. You know, obviously Aaron Jones... I think is the lead back. But like you said, Dylan's been carving out a role for himself. He's been that grinder. He's been that tough between the tackles guy. I mean, he's even come on the field for Jones in the red zone in goal line Mm -hmm. situation. So it scares me to use Jones. It also scares me to use Dylan because it could be a Jones week. So, you know, the price is intriguing for Dylan, but I'm probably going to be off both of them. I I can understand that completely. I don't know what to expect out of either one of them. Now my question is, over there in San Francisco, who's the better running back, Eli Mitchell or Debo Samuel? (laughs) Both. And both (laughs) of them are playable. Here's the thing. I love Elijah Mitchell this week. He's only 5,800 on DraftKings, and people shy away from him because of Debo being used out of the backfield. But they don't realize there's plenty of volume to go around. This is a team who loves to run the football. Mm -hmm. They love to grind the clock. You look at Elijah Mitchell, he has over 20 rushing attempts in each of his last six games. You don't realize that because all you hear is, oh, Debo's in the backfield and Debo scoring a rushing touchdown. But over 20 rushing attempts in each of his last six games he's played. And over the last three games, he's averaging 24 touches and over 100 yards from scrimmage. There's plenty of volume to go around. And I you probably have the roster ship percentages in front of you. But people are shying away from him because of that Debo involvement. And I love it. Yeah, and the, the, his points for each week, like 15 and a half, 16 DraftKings points last week, nine DraftKings points. The thing is, is he, it's, it's getting harder and harder for him to find the end zone. But if he can turn some of those receptions that he gets, which he doesn't get a lot of receptions, not, not as a normal running back does, but uh, it, with all those rushing attempts that he has, just a couple, couple of touchdowns, and this guy could really break the slate. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, right? I always talk about it on the DFS Flash podcast. You look for a two and a half to three times return on your investment, depending yeah. on what you're playing in. So at the salary that Mitchell's at, he only needs to get to 17.4 fantasy points for a three times return on his investment. And he's done that in three of his last five games. Okay. All right. That looks good. Uh, running back, uh, you talk about ownership goes, Joe Mixon is sitting right up there at 55% roster ship. He's the highest one on the board, Devin Singletary. And then our, our guy, Elijah Mitchell, right there at 44%. Uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are both coming in at that 16, 15%, which is fourth and fifth. Derrick Henry is right in the middle of all those people I just said at 25% roster ship, J.B. So it looks like everybody's thinking similarly to us as far as how juicy Elijah Mitchell goes. Hmm. Well, I'm hoping some of those guys shift up to Henry now that he's activated. <laughs> yeah, that very well could happen. It very well could happen. Uh, over in the wide receiver, you know, I, I want to trust Debo as a wide receiver. I know how many points he's getting. I'm I'm scared that he may not get those rushing touchdowns like he's had in the past couple of weeks, but I shouldn't be scared about that at all. Really? Should I? I don't think so. It's the, it's the salary you should be worried about. I mean, it's, yeah. it's 7,600. 
and he's probably going to see a lot of Jair Alexander this game. Green Bay's got some good corners. I mean, so even Ayuk at 5,200 is a good price. He's getting the targets, but Green Bay's secondary is good. They've been playing really well this year, even when Jair was hurt. So there's other guys that have stepped up. So I don't like this matchup for the San Francisco wide receivers. Now, Shanahan does a great job of manipulating ways to get the ball in his receivers' hands to make plays, but these corners are good. So I don't know that Debo's worth that $7,600 salary. Yeah, I've been shying away from him a little bit. I've been shying away from all these guys because I also think about Jimmy uh, G throwing them the football as well. And and let's finish out San Francisco there. George Kittle hasn't really done a lot. I think he's appropriately priced, though, this week. He's priced at 1,000, so three times the value. He's hit that last week. He hit that with three fantasy points. I'm kidding. That's a little joke, JP. That's a little (laughs) joke. He's at 5,300. I haven't seen him get to 15 or even two and a half times. I haven't seen him get in between there 13 points. And a long time on DraftKings. Yeah, but here's the thing. We just talked about how good those corners are for Green Bay. So if they're giving trouble to those two wide receivers, they're going to have to use Kittle to stay in this game. I mean, you talked about how Green Bay could go up big early. They're going to have to pass the ball. And if they're getting pressure on Jimmy G, he's going to need to get it out quick. And it could be to Kittle. Out of all the teams that are remaining in the playoffs, Green Bay gives up the second highest DraftKings points. Two tight ends, JB, at 13. They were 11th overall in the NFL on DraftKings points to tight ends. So maybe, Jim, maybe, maybe that'd be a good contrarian play this week. On the wide receiver side, Devontae Adams, 8,500. Boom, boom, boom. That's a lot of money for a wide receiver. But can't he, he can hit that really easy, that two and a half times the value, right? Yeah, he definitely could. I mean, like I said, Rodgers and Adams are on a mission this year, and and he could definitely get there. He's a multiple touchdown guy on any given week. I think that there's another payoff option I like better that we're going to talk about, so I'm probably not going to use Adams, but you could. You definitely could. Is is Sanu Sr. a payoff option this week? I didn't know. (laughs) For San Francisco. (laughs) Gotcha. That's 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 an old fantasy magnet day thing. Uh, Okay, MVS, I think he's doubtful. So Alan Lazard was kind of the guy that was looked at around the end zone anyway before MVS even went out. But I really like Randall Cobb. You know, if I if I have to put somebody in my flex spot at a real cheap price, $3,100 Randall Cobb looks really appeasing, uh, appealing to me, JB. Yeah, it does. And, and, you know, he should be healthy now. But I do like Lazard. Lazard's only 4400 mm-hmm. And, yeah, he can be boomer bust. But it's a nice discount dart throw. He has four touchdowns over the last three games. So... I do like that play there. I mean, the matchup, like you said, I think it's a better matchup for Cobb out of the slot, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how healthy he really is in his first game back. I understand. I get you. But, you know, at the same time, maybe they were just waiting for him to come out and come alive during the playoffs. There's a reason why Rodgers brought him on this team and wanted him to come on this team. And I don't think it was to stand on the sidelines during the playoffs. I'm not saying that, you know, the opportunities would have been there if MVS wasn't or was playing, but he's not. And Randall Cobb will be. And they don't really have a good tight end right now that is a threat to take away a lot of targets from anybody. Look, Randall Cobb has had 19 DraftKings points the last time he played against the Rams, week number 12. He also exploded against Arizona. I say exploded. He had 17 DraftKings points as well. Really cheap price for him. I just think it's a sneaky play. Three times of value. He only has to fall into the end zone. That's all he yep. has to do. Yep, so, you're absolutely right. And you know he has that rapport with Rodgers that he could look for him in the red zone. Uh, are you looking at any of those tight ends for Green Bay, or is that no? No, Josiah DeGuara <laughs> would be the one if you had to, but gee, no thanks. Hey, JP, I really do appreciate you coming over here on Pick and Pigskin Winners. We talked earlier this week, and we were like, we got to do a show again. I was like, dude, I haven't ha- I haven't scheduled anybody Pick and Pigskin Winners yet this week. And we just went ahead and did it, and I appreciate you coming on here because I love your 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 new podcast, the DFS Flash Podcast. I, we all get to hear a little bit of it right now, but you do this so very well. And, and like I said, 17 minutes this week of a bunch of different players that you mentioned all throughout that show to give a, what, a ceiling, sh- a ceiling shot? kind of a a pay down option and then a a dart throw option too i like how you do that yeah i try to keep it quick i know you know everybody's busy and and life has everybody so not everybody always has time to listen to multiple hour-long podcasts throughout the week so i try to keep it between 15 and 20 minutes i give you a pay up a pay down and sometimes a dart throw at every position and i just keep it quick quick hitters this is why i like them this is why you should play them and let's win some money together 
and it pays, makes it pretty, pretty simple. You can follow J.B. Barry over there on Twitter, at Fantasy Coach JB. Don't forget to follow me as well, at Loafin' and follow the boss, Aaron Torres, over on Twitter as well. He's doing a lot of different articles all the time, talking about college basketball all the time. He has a, a great podcast, though. What is it, two or three times a week it comes out, and, and I, I really like his opinionate. Uh, opinionated takes on the sports world and sometimes about life too, JB. I don't know if you have a chance to be able to listen to that. Like you said, life kind of gets us all a little bit every once in a while. But man, uh, the boss really does a good job on his podcast. Yeah, he really does. Yeah, I, a little envious. I'm just going to tell you, I'm a little envious. He's a pro's pro. I got to learn a little bit of tricks from him. He's got to <laughs> sit down and on. I got to sit down on uh, Uncle Aaron's knee and learn how to do a podcast or two every <laughs> once in a while. You know what I mean? He can bounce me around and teach me a lesson. All right, I, 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 I'm. Avoiding it, JB, because I already know what you're going to say. We got the Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've been avoiding this game. I did want to talk to you about this game, JB, because whenever I look at this, I see the Tampa Bay was favored by three. Now they're favored by two and a half points by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. The game total started at 49 and a half. Now the game totals dropped to 48 and a half. You're my friend. Okay. You're my friend. And and I really appreciated getting to know you in the fantasy football community, uh, all the things that we've been through together. I, I know your I know your son, your wife. I, I've you know I've been able to uh, experience life with you in a couple of different ways. But JB, I'm just going to tell you, I think your guys down there in Tampa Bay, I I think that they are uh, understaffed. Can I just I, I I'm saying it as politely as I can. I don't know that they have enough weapons to be able to keep up with the Rams this time of year. And so, JB, I have to take the Rams on the road. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. And most people are, and I like that. I like that, you know, uh, look, I've been a Bucks fan for a long time, since the mid-90s, and we've always been the underdog. So, even though we're favored by the point spread... Everybody seems to be making that trendy pick of taking Los Angeles this week. So I kind of like that because you're absolutely right. We are understaffed, if you want to put it that way. But our defense is what won us a championship last year. Yes, we have Tom Brady. Yes, the offense did their thing. But the defense won the championship. So while losing Chris Godwin certainly hurts, the key here is the losses on the offensive line. Now, Ryan Jensen and Tristan Wirfs, two of our best offensive linemen, both got banged up last week. They were both on the practice field today. All right. Jensen, Jensen didn't come out of the game last week, so I think no matter what, he's going to give it a go. I mean, that's one of the toughest guys in football. But Wirfs didn't look good last week. He tried to play through it. He couldn't really move. So he's trying to give it a go. They're both going to be game-time decisions. We're not going to know if they're playing until inactives come out right before the game, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know that Werfs plays. So that's going to have trickle-down effects on this game. I'm not going to pick this game because I don't think that Tampa minus two and a half is a good bet. Um, I don't know that I can verbalize that I would play the other side of that. Um <laughs> So I'm not going to make a pick in this game, Wes. I'm just going to talk about DFS. <laughs> Let's take the over. Can we take the over in this game? All right. I'm actually uh, leaning towards the under. And okay. I'm leaning towards the under because of the offensive line issues. There's going to be pressure on Brady. And Whitworth is going to be out on the other side, too. They announced today that he's not going to play. And that's their big left tackle. So there's going to be pressure on both of these quarterbacks. So I don't think that we're going to see the scoring that we'd like to see in this game. So I'd lean under if I had to make a play on this game. 
you know, when I was sitting there and I was watching Worf last week and I saw him struggling and everything, hopping around on one leg, I was like, just get the guy a chair. Let him just sit down back there, you know, <laughs> just just get him a chair. He could do pretty well if he wasn't having to stand up right now. All right, so you're already talking about Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford maybe struggling this week. Does that mean you're going to fade both of these guys? Because to me, Tom Brady at 6,800 and his roster ship is down there in the sevens right now. Matthew Stafford is at 6,200, so he's even a little bit cheaper than Tom Brady. And both of them in the past have been able to do really well. I think Tom Brady threw for like 400 yards the last time they played the Rams. Yeah, but I don't love Brady this week at 6,800. I mean, we talked about Rodgers only being $300 more. And then you look at Stafford being $600 less. So not that I don't like Brady and don't think that Brady can be successful. I think he's going to be pressured with those offensive linemen being a little banged up. So he's not going to have the time to be comfortable and pick a defense apart like we were used to seeing Tom Brady. So I think out of the two, Stafford at 6,200 would be my better play at quarterback this week. Okay. All right. And now if, if Tom Brady is back there and he's going to be feeling some pressure, that's not necessarily to me where Mike Evans's wheelhouse is, you know, on those short little cut routes and everything like that. Mike Evans seems to be one of those guys that can find a place open in the zone. He sits down in there or they can find him streaking in a slot kind of way uh, down the field a little bit more. Who, who's the wide receiver to target if you are going to play Brady this week to kind of pair him up with? Tyler Johnson. And I agree with you on Evans. And on top of that, he could see some shadow coverage from Jalen Ramsey. So Tyler Johnson's my sneaky good play. He's only 3,700 on DraftKings. And he hasn't done much, but he played a 77% snap share last week. And he's operating as the primary slot guy. So with the offensive line banged up, Brady might need to get it out quickly. And that's going to be to the slot guy. So Tyler Johnson could rack up some targets this week. And at 3,700, I mean catch six, seven, eight balls, I mean, he'll pay off there. You know, it's crazy whenever you look at the roster ship of the different uh, 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 wide receivers here. Mike Evans is at 14%. And where is where is Tyler Johnson? Oh, man, he was right up there with him the other day. I don't I don't see him up here now. Now he's dropped down to 4%. 4%. Um, I, I, that, yeah, that's that's quite all right with me. Uh, and I know and the think other guys, about it. Yeah, Perriman's banged up. Perriman mm-hmm. doesn't look like he's going to play. He's still not practicing. So, I mean, it's, it, he was the one who was getting some of those targets last week. He's not going to be there to get them this week. So, I mean, I'm not really worried about the other guys taking that. They're talking about elevating your boy John Brown from the practice squad. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That would... <laughs> and I'd play him. I'd play him. I'm just you telling you. Would. Don't, don't dare me. Don't dare me. And if then if Tom Brady goes out in the first half, watch for Joe Flacco to come running out of the tunnel to be able to lead Tampa Bay to a victory. Hey, if I'm going to be stacking them up and running them back, I'm not scared to use Cooper Cup at 8,600. But the reason why is because I'm not sure that I can trust this Tampa Bay Buccaneer secondary that's been banged up. I know they've come on a little bit more. But Odell Beckham Jr. is there. Cooper Cup is there. Van Jefferson is there. Am I right in thinking that I don't need to be scared away at all from using these wide receivers? No, um, not as a general statement, yes. But Cup, absolutely not. This is the guy who I am paying up for this week. Um, you mentioned the Bucks corners being banged up. Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean on the outside are both healthy now. So that's why I don't love Odell and Van Jefferson this week. The pricing for them both is decent. But if they see those outside corners, they can hang with them. Cooper Cup gets Sean Murphy bunting in the slot. Sean Murphy bunting's banged up. He's still got a hamstring injury. Bucks like to use a safety down in the box also to help with the run. So they're not always able to double team and give Murphy bunting help. Cooper Cup's got 17 touchdowns on this season. And there's only been one game in his past seven that he hasn't scored a touchdown. Even last week when he was a kind of a decoy, he still scored a touchdown. So, especially with Whitworth out, Tampa's going to get pressure on Stafford. He's going to have to find Cup on those quick routes. And against the guy with a hamstring injury, forget about it. I'm firing up Cooper Cup. All right, that's good. I like that DFS flash advice that you're giving us. You mentioned the running back situation there just a little bit and how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defend against the running backs. I don't know. Cam Akers, Sonny Michelle. Cam Akers, Sonny Michelle. I know Cam Akers looked great last week, but he didn't necessarily completely outperform Sonny Michelle. And Sonny Michelle got the goal line work. I, I don't know if I want to play either one of them because Akers is at 5,500, Michelle's at 5,300, plus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traditionally 
don't very let up very little running plays, uh, JB. Yeah, getting the goal line back against Tampa means nothing to me. I don't want the goal line back against Tampa. If anything, if I'm going to play a running back against Tampa, it's the one on the early downs that could see passing game work. I think that Akers is going to be the one that gets more of the volume. So if you're going to play one of these backs, it would probably be Akers. He did look pretty good last week. He had a little spring to his step. He ran 17 times. He got two targets. So he was involved. He looked like, you know, it wasn't like they were handcuffing him or easing him back in. I mean, he was out there. He was going. So if you're going to play one, it would be Akers. But uh, you'll never catch me playing a running back against Tampa. Okay. What about for the running backs? Leonard Fournette, it looks like he is going to be active. I, I don't know. I, I, I wish they would hook Bruce Arians up to a lie detector at the podium just so I can get a straight answer from that guy every once in a while. <laughs> Maybe that's what he wears on the sideline, JP. Maybe that's what that thing is. On the, uh, but Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, I don't think Ronald Jones is necessarily going to play, plus he's not trustworthy. I don't know what to do. Everybody, everybody in the Bucks backfield has got a questionable tag by him. Yeah, so Ronald Jones and Perriman were actually both ruled out today. So Ronald Jones isn't going to be playing. Okay. And if Leonard Fournette is going to play, they have to activate him off IR by tomorrow. He still has not been activated off IR. So I, I don't know, man. I mean, the news out of Tampa is that they think that he can play. But if he doesn't, then Keyshawn Vaughn at 4,700 is a live play. Now, if you look at last week, Gio Bernard was the one who got most of the attention. But the backfield really was split. Vaughn had 19 touches for 62 yards, and he scored a touchdown. So Bruce Arians, yes, he's saying Leonard Fournette's looked good in practice, and he hasn't had any setbacks. But you got to watch what happens tomorrow on Friday. I mean, if he's activated off the IR, then there's a good chance he's going to play. If he doesn't, you can roll the dice with Vaughn at 4,700. Yeah, I, I like that. And like you said, they're both saw equal amounts of snaps, I believe, uh, at least had equal amounts of run for me to consider it a 50-50 backfield. And just sometimes some of that play script uh, gives a little bit, you know, like if the team's out there on the field or something like that, they may be in a little bit of a hurry up offense. Maybe the guy's getting a drink or something like that. If it's not swayed too much, it, it was a 50-50 backfield. When I look at the tight end situation, though, do I need to pay down for Cameron Brait? I mean, is he a good option, or should I just say, no, 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 man. When I look at this tight end slate, I'm going Gronk, Gronk all the way. So this is where, when you talked about Jeff Swain before, right? If you're sitting there with no money left and you're like, man, I got to pay down, I would take a $2,700 Cam Brait over a $2,800 Jeff Swain, and that's because of the offensive line issues. You know, I mentioned how if Wurfs doesn't play, it has a trickle-down effect onto other things. If Wurst doesn't play, he's the right tackle. If he's out and they're using a backup there, they're going to bring Gronk into block more than we'd like to see. Bucks use two tight end sets, even three tight end sets a lot. So if Gronk comes in as a blocker, then it might be great running some extra routes this week. So keep an eye on that. If, if I mean, again, you're not going to know until almost game time, but yeah. that's what makes Cameron Brait a decent pay down option if you're really scraping the bottom there. Tampa Bay during the regular season wasn't great against tight ends. The Rams have got Tyler Higby, and he seems to be up and down, up and down. Yeah, that's that's my feeling about him as well. He's out there 100% of the snaps, though, JB. Yeah, blocking. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, this is a this is a fantasy besties sticking point here. We hate Tyler Higby as a football player. I don't know, he might be a nice guy, so I can't say I hate Tyler Higby, but <laughs> We hate him as a fantasy football player because he is a clunker. He's a blocking tight end, and he's actually a really good blocker. So okay. they use him to block, and especially with a good matchup for Cup, you got the two guys on the outside. They don't need him to do too much. I mean, he got four targets, caught three balls last week, and that's really you know all you can expect from Tyler Higby. If he happens to find the ball in the end zone, then great. He has a good week, but I'll never put him in my lineup. He's not yeah, my can't. guy. Yeah, you can't count on, you know, to touchdown dependent tight ends uh, unless they're dirt, dirt cheap. And you're really looking for a huge dart throw, as you like to say, over there on your podcast, the DFS Flash. Last one, JB, Buffalo at Kansas City, the highest point total on the field. I think this is going to be a DFS darling that everybody's going to love to play on this game. But here on Pick a Pick Skin Winners, what we have to do is we have to pick the winner of each and every game, whether we like to or not. Buffalo 
uh, this week is traveling to Kansas City. This game total started out at 53.5. Now it's at 54.5. Kansas City was favored by 2.5, but now it's dropped all the way down to 2. Okay, not a big fall. Not a big (laughs) fall at all. But look, whenever I look at these and I'm looking at these point totals, Kansas City by 2, if I'm not mistaken, every home team is usually favored by like four points to start the week, period. So to see this at two, there's telling me that Buffalo is the better football team. And my eyeballs tell me that Buffalo is the better football team. I've seen Kansas City flounder each and every, I don't say each and every week, but man, a lot of times early in the season, they disappointed everybody. And it was really hard for them to cover any spread throughout the year. Of course, those spreads were like nine and a half or ten points. Each and every. <laughs> so can they cover a two-point spread in Kansas City, JB? I'm asking you. I like Buffalo. I like Buffalo to win the game. I like Buffalo with the points. Um, we saw Buffalo beat this Kansas City team when they played each other in Week 5. I would like Kansas City better if they weren't playing Buffalo because they had that <laughs> warm-up game last week. I mean, look, Kansas City was was playing with some swagger last week. I mean, you saw Travis Kelsey throwing touchdowns last week. You saw big man touchdowns last week. So they were having fun. They were out there like trying to get themselves back on a roll to make that Super Bowl run. But so was Buffalo. I mean, both of these quarterbacks last week looked awesome. And they both set themselves up for a phenomenal matchup against each other this week. So if Kansas City was rolling in with that momentum, with that swagger against a team who wasn't, then I would probably like their chances. But Buffalo's coming in with that same swagger and with more to prove. You know, Kansas City's the team that's been to the Super Bowl, that's won the AFC the last two years. Buffalo wants to be that team and slay the dragon this year. So I think they're coming in with a little bit more to prove, and that's going to give them an edge. I think I've seen the Buffalo Bills falter playing some of the worst teams in the NFL this year. And one of the reasons why I believe that's the case is because they were looking forward to this matchup in the playoffs all season long. I think that they have had this playoff matchup in their mind all year long, and so this is the pinnacle. I might look for a letdown game next week, but I'm not looking for that against the Buffalo Bills this week. Josh Allen will will this team to victory one way or another. He'll go out there on the defensive side of things if he has to. Stephon Diggs (laughs) always carries a chip on his shoulder. I remember him watching the Kansas City Chiefs celebrate last year. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just one of those things that I've seen this before. And these guys have something to prove. And I'll be honest with you, Kansas City has impressed me the last three or four weeks, the way they've distributed the ball to the entire offense. Because back in DFS days, you could really funnel Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. That's it. That was it. That's all you had to concentrate on DFS. Now there's a lot of people that they give the ball to, and they're feeding a lot of those folks. But I don't think that Buff- I think that Buffalo is way too talented to be able to lose this game. I'm taking Buffalo as well, JB, for the outright win. I, I almost want to pick them on a money line bet over Green Bay, but I can't do it because I, I <laughs> I'm not I'm not that silly. I'm not that silly. <laughs> hey, it's not a bad bet. It's not a silly bet either. But I mean, like you said, I think Green Bay is the safer option. You know, obviously it's 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 never safe to bet against Pat Mahomes, so Green Bay would be that safer option. Yeah, well, and, and Green Bay's had a week off. It's in frigid temperatures, all those things. It all plays up for Green Bay. It's the Green Bay narrative right there, and Buffalo is on the road. That means I have picked three road do- uh, teams, <laughs> JP, but I can't help it. It's, it's what it looks like. Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, I don't mind paying up for either one of these guys. Both of these guys can give me 30 DraftKings points pretty easily and pay off uh, two and a half, three times their value. Yeah, and and both of them are the most expensive quarterbacks on the slate. You got Josh Allen at 7,600 and Pat Mahomes over at 7,300 over on DraftKings. I like Allen better at 7,600, only a $300 difference in salary. When they played each other in week five, Allen put up just under 40 fantasy points. He threw for over 300 yards, three passing touchdowns, and he ran for a touchdown. So clearly this matchup means something to him. Like you said, he's coming out with something to prove and... I, I, I would give the lean to Allen, even though they're both top-tier options. Kind of crazy to me to look at this uh, wide receiving core, and you're going to match them up with one of these quarterbacks, Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs. Only $100 separates them, and usually you'd say that's in you know, 75 76 78 90 you know, uh, a lot more money than what it is. Hill is only 6600 Diggs is only 6500 It seems like they are way too under or underpriced for me. Yeah, it's funny pricing. You know, you, like you said, you would normally see those guys at higher price. I mean, you look at where Cup and Adams are 
and these guys are considered in that you know same tier range as those guys so it's it's curious to see the pricing like that i just think that like Diggs, for example didn't have much success in this game in week five um i think that both of these defenses will be keying in on those receivers knowing that those are the top options for these quarterbacks so i think that's part of the pricing i I don't know that I love either one of them, to be honest with you. I like that Diggs has that motivation factor. Like you said, he watched them, the Kansas City celebrate last year. But that could work to his disadvantage, too. You know, sometimes when people are too fired up and they're, you know, they're too hyper focused on something, they could end up overplaying and getting in their heads. So I don't think I'm going to use any of these Buffalo wide receivers because I truly have no idea who's going to score. I mean, look at what Allen does. He, he'll find anyone and everyone. and every one of them could score three touchdowns, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, and, and I've sat there and I've gone, okay, Wes, what you got to do is you got to put one of these people in, in every single lineup and you just got to keep all, you're going to have a thousand lineups by the end of this weekend, Wes, is what you're going to end up doing because you're going to play every possibility possible. Yeah. But uh, you're right. I think that the tournaments are going to be won by finding the guy, the ancillary pieces here, either for Buffalo or for Kansas City. And out of all of these guys, to me, everybody always says Hardman, Hardman, Hardman. But to me, it's Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle for the Kansas City Chiefs seems to be getting a lot of the action, a lot of the run. He's getting a lot of targets, seven targets last week, eight targets the week before. He's just really active and involved. And he has that big boom potential, just like Hardman does. And and I'll, I'll be, if they were racing, I probably would give Hardman half a step over Pringle. Yeah, and, and Pringle has really seemed to take over that number two wide receiver role behind Hill. You mentioned his targets the last couple weeks. He's seen at least seven targets in three of his last four games. He has 19 catches in that span, and he has four touchdowns in those four games. So, I mean, look, you know what they say about Pringles, man. Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> they like that. Mahomes must say, oh, boy, you just put Mahomes in another commercial right there with this guy, Byron Pringle. We don't need more Mahomes commercials. Isaiah McKenzie last week, I got to mention him because he's he's at 3,500. But all of a sudden, he got into that Debo Samuel role for the Buffalo Bills where he's starting to get rushing attempts, too, each week. He had one rushing attempt in all the prior weeks, but last week he had three. And, JP, I'm going to tell you something. That kid was fast. And it looked like he was going to be able to take one a long ways because that the defenses, I think, key in on the middle stuff, you know, because Devin Singletary is always rushing kind of up the middle, maybe bouncing outside a little bit so often. But it, but it's always a middle running game for the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen doing the quarterback draws up the middle. But man, Isaiah McKenzie was a burner on the outside. Yeah, he's super fast. I just I don't know that you can count on that. You know, like you 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 make that comparison, the light comparison to Debo, right? And and Debo's actually getting a, a bunch of attempts. They're scheming him into the right. backfield. McKenzie's getting basically one attempt a game, if that. He got three attempts in last week's game, but before that, and in, in the last four games before that, only one one rushing attempt. His targets aren't there. I mean, he got three targets last week, one the week before, two the week before that. So I don't think there's enough volume to make him really pay off. I think that he could hurt you more than he could help you. Yeah, I think I'd rather have Randall Cobb uh, at 3,100 than yeah. McKenzie at 3,500. I just had to talk about it a little bit. He he was exciting yeah. last week. Kelsey, do you, pay up, do you pay up for Kelsey uh, at all this week at 6,500? Uh, Buffalo Bills are really tough defensively. Yeah, and they have good linebackers, so I don't think that I'm going to pay all the way up for Kelsey at, at 6,500, especially in a tough matchup. I mean, you look at Kittle down there, that's over $1,000 less than him. And then you have guys that you could throw darts on if you're paying down at tight end. So I don't think I'm going to pay all the way up for Kelsey this week. Boy, in a little DraftKings contest I was in last week, some young lady uh, played a Travis Kelsey, and that was the, the finisher of it all. They knocked me out of first place, and they took home the big prize there, JP. I don't know if you know who that young lady is or not. I don't know. Who was it? It was, it was a, a young lady named Roxy. It, you know? Oh, Queen Roxanne. <laughs> yeah, Queen Roxanne. She's a good DFS it. player. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she stomped me with, with Kelsey last week. Dawson <laughs> Knox. Dawson Knox is the last guy. Caught two touchdowns last week. We just can't we can't expect that out of him each and every week, though. Right, exactly. And he seems to be a good focal point to the offense. But, you know, it begs the question, is he this year's version of Robert Tunyon, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are we going to continue to see those touchdowns? And like you said before, you can't bank on it. 
he is at a good price. So if you don't want to pay all the way up or pay all the way down, then yeah, he's worth taking a shot on because it seems like he and Allen are really connecting lately. So I mean, it's worth the shot, but it comes with some risk. Running back room is Devin Singletary in Buffalo. Finally, he's the only guy to have. And at 5,900, all the touches, all the targets, plays 90, 80, 80, 90% of the game each and every week. Devin Singletary is a great play. I think that his roster ship is uh, right up there, too, second highest. Uh, do you like playing Singletary this week? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, He's one of my pay-down options that I really like this week. He's got three straight solid performances. Yeah. He's got over 24 fantasy points in each of those games, and he has six touchdowns in his last three games. So, I mean, he's averaging over 25 points in that span, and he's just riding a heater. So uh, I would definitely stick with him. Next year, I got, I got to ask you this. I just thought of it, so I have to ask you this. If this running back room stays the same and this team pretty much stays the same for Buffalo – it, it, could Devin Singletary be a first round option? No. Come on and redraft. I wouldn't take him in the first round. I mean, Last, I would cons- I would consider him as my RB two for sure, but not as my RB one. Okay, well, and, and you know, some people get desperate. Look at his DraftKings points, though, JB. I'm mean, 24, 25, 26. He's he's just about gotten 20 fantasy points each and every week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been crushing it lately, but oh. he's also got games with 3.6 and 3.3. No, you don't look at those. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, don't look at those. Don't look at those. I, I think I'm staying away from all the Kansas City running backs. I just don't know the situation there. To me, McKinnon is uh, played outstanding last week, and I don't know why they wouldn't play him more. I think Williams is in the doghouse, but NCEH, every time he comes off the injured list, which seems to be two or three times a year, uh, he ends up getting all the work and all the play for every running back situation there. Yeah, I, I'm not touching that backfield. I don't know. I think McKinnon's going to be a trap because everyone's going to try to try to catch what they got last week or what they missed last week by not using him. So I, I don't trust either of the other two to play them either. Like you said, I mean, CEH always seems to assume the lead back role when he's healthy, but doesn't really do much with it. So uh, I'm going to stay away from that backfield in, in, yeah, in, in Hull. Well, CEH was drafted in the first round in a lot of redrafts. I'd rather take Singletary than CEH, JP. Come on, man. Sheesh. Not catching me drafting CEH in the first round. (laughs) (laughs) Derek McKinnon is at 10% roster ship. JP, CEH is only at three, which looks like the better play to me uh, than a Derek McKinnon, even just because, like we said, he gets a lot of that work whenever he comes in. And I'm not scared about somebody being hurt, coming back, and playing anymore. I'm not scared of that anymore. I'm not going to do it. Last week it burned me a couple of different times. And I'm not going to be scared of that anymore. Yeah, don't be scared. <laughs> All right, that was fantasy coach JB. Both of us picked Buffalo. I picked the Rams. JB would rather be silent about that game. Uh, we both picked Green Bay. And we both picked Cincinnati. We totally agreed on it, but you've got some kind of teaser, JB. Don't tease me. Yeah, man. So a three-team 10-point teaser. So okay. with a 10-point teaser, you're you're kind of paying a little bit of juice, but you're getting 10 points to add to each spread. Oh. So when I look at these three games, if you put Cincinnati plus 13 and a half, you get Los Angeles plus 12 and a half, and you get Green Bay plus five, that's a pretty juicy-sounding 10-point teaser for me. Because, I mean, you look at the Cincinnati game and the Los Angeles games, both of those games should be close games. Even if those teams don't win, you're getting 12 and a half and 13 and a half points for that. So they should be able to keep it within that. And if we like Green Bay to win this game outright, getting them plus five covers, even if they lose on the last second field goal. So I really like that 10 point teaser. Well, and we didn't even talk about it before, before the show, other than you said, Hey, I got a teaser at the end of it. I said, okay. And so now after talking about on all through JB, how about you uh, put me down for a couple of jelly beans myself over there on that 10 point <laughs> teaser. Hey, great job. Make sure you follow JB Barry over there on Twitter at fantasy coach JB. Make sure you subscribe to that podcast as well. The DFS flash podcast, JB, really proud of you, man. I've, I've enjoyed listening to that program each and every week. I know how far along you've come as far as a podcaster and a writer and all those things that you do right now and so it's just been great to watch you grow i appreciate that man and and i'll never forget the roots brother i still rock my fantasy magnets hat my fantasy <laughs> magnets hoodie you know it's it all started here man and, and it's great to be able to come and chop it up with you again and always love being on with you man you know that yeah dude and i know you've always been available for me anytime i needed you here on the pick and pick skin winner podcast but thankfully i have been able to 
spread my wings and bring in a lot of people to the fold here on Aaron Torres Media to get this name out a little bit more. And I've always talked about you being the sister podcast of the Pick and Pick Skin Winners, the DFS Flash Podcast. Make, you, make sure you subscribe to both of them. Make sure you like both of them. Review both of them. Slap those stars around a little bit. Check out the bosses as well, Aaron Torres uh, Podcast. And don't forget to check out AaronTorresOnline.com where you can always find new articles, all those podcasts, everything else going on over there. But more importantly than all those actions you pick and pick skin winners, we want to make sure and encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 over in Colorado, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, or call or text Tennessee Redline 1-800-89-9789 in Tennessee. Got to be 21 or over, 18 years or over in Wyoming. A minimum $5 deposit and a minimum $1 wager. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.